0: My sheni dal deer, my cado if we should keep the rights to our seed to keep it ourselves instead of being exploited by big firms that really rob us of our living and take it out of our pockets. farmo,
1: Hello and welcome to this special short celebrating Seed Week with Katie Hastings and Gerald Miles. Katie works across Wales for the Gaia Foundation Seed Sovereignty Programme. The Gaia Foundation has been working to uphold indigenous wisdom and earth-centred perspectives for over three decades. Here at Falmarama, we love the important work that Katie and the Gaia Foundation do in Wales, supporting a more diverse and ecological seed system. They're working together to preserve rare Welsh grain varieties falling into extinction and building a network of small scale farmers who can share knowledge, machinery, and seed. Enjoy this conversation between Katie Hastings and Gerald Miles, recorded on a windy day on Gerald's farm on the Pembrokeshire coast. So I'm in St David's in the beautiful Kyries
2: farm with an amazing farmer.
0: Uh, I am Gerald Miles. On the clifftops overlooking Abraidi Bay, I'm so fortunate to be living here. I appreciate that I'm a guardian looking after my land. I, um, I was born on the farm, so I've been living on the farm for just over 70 years. I am the farm and the farm is part of me. I couldn't live without it. Farmers dedicate a lot of their life to a farm and they they dedicate it to working on a farm in very difficult conditions and with very little reward.
2: What reward do you get?
0: The satisfaction of growing crops, the satisfaction of actually... Organizing oneself and doing the job that you love every hour. You love what you're doing. And growers and farmers all over the world have the same passion. My father took over this farm when he was 18, back in 1938, and he was a tenant farmer. And at then, during that time they were farming, they grew black oats and barley some wheat not much they used to grow the oats to feed horses and then they used to grow the barley and the black oats together because they ripened at the same time and this was a self sustainable contained farm and this farm today we farm it in a sustainable contained way we have cattle we grow vegetables, we grow grass to feed the cattle. All our cattle are grass-fed. We grow cereals, ancient cereals. It's all a cycle. We grow the, the, the corn. We use the straw to bed the cattle in the winter, which turns into compost manure, and we put that back on the land. We grow grass with legumes, clover in it, that draws nitrogen out of the air and fertilises the ground. And that's, and after five years, we put corn in that field for two years, perhaps three, and rotate it again. And like our vegetables, our CSA, we grow them organically and use a biodynamic method as well to feed 60 families. So it's a farm, that incorporates the people, is sustainable and works within the limits of nature.
2: So the black oats, your grandfather grew, yes. your father. Yeah. So when did they stop being grown here?
0: That stopped about 50 years ago. We lo- lost the, nobody, farming goes in trends. Mm-hmm. Black oats went out of fashion. In the end, it was Ferris case, I couldn't find any. When I wanted to find it, this was over. It took me 20 years to find some. And I found some through a rugby tour to Ireland, talking to a friend of mine who had a friend as a farmer. And he said, this farmer grew black oats. So when they came on a rugby tour to St David's, he sent me 25 kilos in the back of a bus to St David's on this bus, and now I've got 20 acres.
2: So why did you want to find the blackout again? Why was it important
0: to you to bring uh, it? Blackouts is special. Why is it special? Because it ripens early. You can grow it with barley, which is a mixture that in Welsh you call shipwreys it's a lovely plant to look at it's a lovely grain horses it's a good feed for horses and sheep gives energy and condition Mm -hmm. so when you grow it with barley you've got barley giving uh, protein and energy and the oats gives condition and fibre
2: You know, why are you not just buying modern seed from a seed company? Why is it important to find the same seed that your father and your grandfather grew?
0: Because I think they're the seeds that are sustainable for the future. We're in a climate change disaster at the moment. And these are seeds that were grown pre-Green Revolution. You see, we've grown... We've grown these modern varieties with a short, and we leave. Then we lose the straw that needs to maintain the health and fertility of the soil.
2: So, do you think that heritage, older seeds, are generally better than modern seeds? Modern bread, yeah,
0: most earnestly. The ancient old uh, heritage varieties. Are, I'm not being nostalgic, are these seeds of the future? And farmers will be using these.
2: Yeah.
0: Why? Because we need it. Because the climate will tell us, the fertility, the health of the soil will dictate that to us.
2: Like, do you find they have deeper root structure or like, are they more adaptable to the climate here or?
0: Yeah. (laughs) They are far more tolerant. Of the weather, tolerant of the soil conditions. They are a vigorous plant. Like some of the wheat we were talking over the weekend about, there's a variety I've had from uh, Belgium when I was over there, brought back. That when it's, it's planted at a distance of rows of 10 inches, the one seed tillers 10 plants. Yeah. One seed. And we think we're clever today doing computers and robotics <laughs> when one seed is a nature's computer chip that has got a moisture center sensor, it's got temperature sensor, and it produces food for us and produces seeds to reproduce again. Think we're clever
2: So how did you feel when you found the black oat again, when you first like sowed it in your soil after all this time of not being able to find it?
0: Finding these black oats, I was, I might as well have won a million pounds. I was absolutely overjoyed. And when I had it growing for the first time, it was no a, a w- wonderful a, a great achievement you see I'd advertised it in a farmer's magazine for uh, about 25 years before and this magazine well Farmers Weekly was going all over Scotland, nobody, or England nobody replied to it so it was it was more or less extinct and to finding it again and growing it like all these ancient seeds like the emma wheat that dates back to the Egyptians. It's so rewarding to have, bringing them back to life again.
2: What would you say to young farmers who were taking farms on and were looking to like grow, looking at what crops to grow for the future, like what would you say to them about about their seed and what they should grow?
0: The young farmers, the future farmers should really look at these ancient varieties. Because they would be more beneficial, more sustainable, and they're healthier to eat. They'd be healthier in our food, in our bread. They maintain our human constitution.
2: And what do you think about the idea that if seed is saved year on year from each region, that it adapts to that region yeah. So there's seed that's like specific to your farm that would be adapted to your farm. Like, yeah. Do you save your own seed year on year?
0: Yeah, we've always saved. Well, I've saved my own seeds for over 50 years. And yeah, but you should save your own seed. It's by saving your own seed, it adapts to your soil, adapts to the climate of your region.
2: Are you thinking of <laughs> growing any mixed populations here in the yeah. future?
0: Yeah, I am. Um, The whole concept of thinking has got to change of the concept of seeds adapting to your farm and to your soil. It's not anymore looking in a catalogue, buying a variety, planting it in your field, getting so many tons and selling it. We've got to be more resourceful in the way we're thinking of having all seeds adapting to your farm and making it part of your farming cycle.
2: And actually, one thing I didn't ask you was, like, how do other farms fit into this? So, like, you can save your own seed year on year, it becomes adapted to your farm. But what do we need to kind of build a movement of people who are saving and preserving these yeah. diverse grains?
0: We need more, more farmers like me and smaller farmers who want to grow, to really help each other and form a, a serial circle mm. um, and this is what we're doing yes, making a circle working together, forming like we've done through the help of Gaia forming chavierni, which means our cereals and this is. We've got to take our rights, our own rights, into our own hands, into our own ownership. As farmers and growers, stating the rights as peasant farmers and farmers in Wales to hold our rights to our seeds and sharing our seeds. It's no point having a seed bank, keeping it in an in area like money in the bank. You've got to create a multitude of seeds so it's accessible to farmers because we will need this. In 10 years' time, everybody will need these. And it's no use turning around and saying it's too scarce. We need this now to multiply it and get more so we have enough to feed the population in each of our areas. I don't like saying feeding the world. Feeding the world is not my responsibility. Feeding my local people is my responsibility. Using that phrase that corporate uh, people use, feeding the world, every farmer all over the world will feed their own areas. So saying that I'm responsible for feeding the world is bullshit.
2: You're working with other farmers to basically get rare seed out of the gene banks, to sow it on your farm, yeah. and then to share it with them. What motivates you to work with these other farmers and help them to get access to this seed?
0: We all are trying to make a living, and the only way we can survive is working together. We've, we as farmers have been driven to work in an isolated way, but we must work together to survive to survive so that we share knowledge, share seed and share a living together.
2: So you've been working with the Gaia Foundation and with other farmers in Wales to kind of build this movement for grain sovereignty.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, what do you think are the next steps? Like what do we need to do to preserve diversity in Wales?
0: The step forward from sharing seeds and sharing knowledge is to really Obtain machinery to share machinery in every locality. We need a dehuller for seeds. There isn't one to be had, there's only one to be had in Wales. It's something we need and share, and we could do share it between a group of us farmers, like a, a reaper binder, like uh, a combine harvester. These machinery are things that we need to source and they're old machinery that are going extinct but are the very machinery that I need for small uh, growers to use locally and they're small adaptable things that can be used um, without much distance and share it between us.
2: And why aren't these machines around on farms anymore? What's happened?
0: Because farming has progressed, it's modernised, it's grown from 50 acres to 1,000 acres. and Like my local uh, contractor, he's got three combines which are 10, 12 foot wide cutting. Now, this year, he's bought a combine that is 33 foot pickup reel on it. It isn't something we as small farmers can use. So the machines. Small farmers are going extinct because the future is small and local. But 72% of the world is fed by small farms and we've got to preserve those farmers to preserve the knowledge for the future.
1: November the 18th marks the start of Seed Week you can help support the work on seed sovereignty in many ways. As consumers, we can do our best to buy grains and seeds from small-scale ecological producers. And as farmers, we can think about buying genetically diverse grains and vegetable seeds, as well as saving seed to help preserve regional diversity. If you'd like to learn more, the Gaia Foundation offer lots of free resources, both for commercial growers and home gardeners, on seedsovereignty.info. Thank you for listening.